what's up it is madeline i'm here with another episode of embrace the madness i hope you are doing well thanks so much for tuning in to listen to this episode it's been a minute it's been a minute i was just a little congested over the last uh maybe almost week kind of not like sick, just I think I got a lot of dust in my nose from Dance Festopia and you know, when your body's like, this stuff isn't normal, get it out. So I was like, well, I can't really record. I mean I could, but I don't I don't want to choose to record when my voice is not well and I just took took the time to get some rest. So not that that explains where I've been the last few months, but I mean weeks, but you know, who's counting? I think I'm the only one counting, honestly. <laughs> and that's so crazy because I'll literally be like, oh yeah, I haven't so-and-so in a long time. And someone's like, really? I couldn't tell. And you're just like, am I living the same reality as you? But I think that's just because we are the first to critique and criticize ourselves. So that's actually the same, the same word, but you understand what I'm saying, I hope. So, yeah, it's been a minute. I think really, and it kind of just like came to me now, but I think I had just launched my product, my digital workbook, and because that's the last episode that I recorded, but I really think I'm noticing a pattern within myself. I did something really scary and I put myself out there and then I ran away and hid. And I just want to observe this because it's crazy because I was like, dang, I just literally like dipped. And I've been noticing kind of, because I'm just like a pattern, I'm a pattern seeker and I love patterns and I just pick up and notice and, and I realize like, that happens when I get on social media too. It'll be like, I just go and go and go. And then I'm like, make building momentum. And then I just like stop logging in or stop posting or something like that. So I'm just like paying attention. And I noticed that happened with the podcast after I launched my product and so I'm, I've just been in a space where I'm trying to get really curious about my life and my behaviors and why I do stuff. And so it was just really interesting that that had happened. And I think, and I, it's not like I've figured it all out yet, <laughs> but you know, my brain's going to try. <laughs> I... guess I got afraid because I'm I've been thinking about it as in like a scared little kid kind of way or like a scared animal kind of way because I want to be sensitive to that I want to see that my behavior is coming from a place of fear and be able to 
you know, kind of remind myself and nurture myself and say like, Hey, like, what are you afraid of? What, what's going on? Cause maybe we can work through it. So, and I feel like I always talk about this. I'm like, Oh, it's like I'm processing through talking about it, but that's, I definitely found that to be true in sharing my podcast, but we're just live processing as I speak right now. So thanks for being here. <laughs> the only part of the live speaking is I get lost. And it's probably because I started talking about live speaking. Okay, we were talking about, yeah, running away. And I had made a TikTok about it too. Like, what, what's going on such that I feel the need to like, just leave and then then I started thinking about you know where would I would have learned where would I have learned this behavior from and then I started thinking about being a little kid and and you you can get where the where the story goes but yeah I just wanted to share I guess it's like a little update because I haven't really I've been focusing a lot on music and so I haven't really like planned out like I have some episodes that I've been thinking about doing but just the execution um, has been a little focus on music so I do want to get back into podcasting because I feel like it's such a great way for me to share and process and I know I've gotten so much great feedback from y'all and just sharing with me how much it's helped you to, you know, start thinking about your life that way or looking at something from a different perspective. So I definitely want to be present here and show up here because I, I've learned it to be like an effective tool for all of us. But I'm also posting on TikTok because I feel like I'm just feeling called. I was very like averse to TikTok at the beginning, but now I'm just like, no, that's where that's where my audience lives. So I'm engaging in that. And also it seems like longer form content is there. So I'm trying to kind of adapt what I would share in a podcast in a little three minute video. And I'm supposed, I think people are supposed to have like 10 minutes, but I don't know why my phone won't let me record for 10 minutes. They're not ready for that. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. It's wild too, like shifting from an audio platform to also a video platform because I can literally show up however I want to through a microphone. You can't see me. You can't see my face. You can't see my unbrushed hair. You can't see them in my pajamas. Like there's this like freedom that's there, but video content, you have to, I mean, at least if you feel like you have to like sometimes I feel like I would like to brush my hair if I'm gonna be on and it fluctuates like sometimes I'm willing to be very seen and sometimes I'm a little bit more buttoned up but it's interesting like the shift also in like this fear of being seen because it's just so vulnerable and it's like it's just a whole, it's like a whole nother level. It's like you've got voice and then you've got voice and visuals. So it's just like a, a bigger, a bigger boss, but I've been navigating that. 
and it's cool. I feel like something maybe clicked within the last week or something in that I have just been doing way more TikToks and just like talking about how uncomfortable I feel and it's not that I only want to post positive content because I want to show you know the whole picture like there's good and there's bad and there's fucked up and there's really cool stuff but like it's all happening but I noticed while I wasn't showing up in the parts when I run away you know like I don't feel like it's safe or I didn't feel like it was safe to show up on video and share that. And so I feel like something has clicked. Yeah, because now I just feel like I'm more willing and it's like a feeling more than it is anything else, I guess. But that's been happening. Yeah, I just played two back to back music festivals. I did. I kind of went on like a festival triple I don't normally like book myself that many weekends in a row but you know I don't know I think this year was just like my festival year because I'll have to count I think I think Dance Festopia was my eighth and Wakan will be nine but I went to Deep Tropics back-to-back Greenway back-to-back Dance Festopia and I got back a couple weeks ago. Let me look at the calendar. It's the 22nd now. I got back, I think, on the 12th. Yeah, so like like 10 days ago. And damn, that was a lot of energy. I feel like, I mean, I want to get clear with my mindset too because I'm really experimenting with this idea of, okay, well, if your thoughts create your reality, let's play with the thoughts. And it's just, yeah, there's a lot of growth that happens being a performer and then traveling out of town. So 2021 would have been, that was my first music festival ever. And that was here in town in Memphis. I have a sparkling water and it does that thing where it's like bubbling. And I don't know if y'all might be able to hear it, but I hear it and I need to get it out of there. But I played Mempo and that was in town. And so at that time, I didn't really know what it was like to travel. So then this year, 2022, I played Goddess Awakening. That was in Arkansas. So we drove, we camped. And keep in mind, I'm just, and this probably will shift as I grow too, just because like time and energy and all these things. I traditionally camp at festivals that I go to. So I've also been navigating what it's like to spend a weekend camping while also having a performance. And let me just tell you, it's a muscle and a skill to learn to not let your surroundings affect your mood, your your results, things like that. Because there's a lot of different factors that go on that you kind of have to just roll with, especially like 
if you look at the things we can control and can't control, most often it's just how we perceive and how we, you know, react to things. But it's been a lot of practice because it's like shit will happen. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't psych myself out because I have a performance. Like Dance Festopia, I, my performance slot was Sunday night at 1.30 a.m. So I got to the festival Friday and by Sunday, like I had literally one beer all weekend. Like it was probably one of the most sober fests I've ever done. Maybe Jeep Choppers was Sobe. We call it Sobe. But um, yeah, I was still tired by Sunday. Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's just, you know, usually when you're camping, you can like, at least at a festival, you can get like maybe max five, six hours. I think you got maybe like four, but you're also on an air mattress. It's like, there's just a lot of little things that you just have to like let go of. And I think I'm realizing where I'm at in terms of you know, these little subtle things like, am I going to let it bother me that I didn't get good sleep last night? Or am I going to bother, am I going to let it bother me that, you know, the music never stopped and I didn't really get good sleep? Am I going to let it bother me that there's no toilet paper in this porta potty? Like, there's just like all these little things. And I, I guess I'm coming from a place of being really attached and be having these expectations and all these things. So definitely teaches you to let go and stop caring and and surrender and really just like, is this important? Is this really important for me to worry about? No. Okay. Well, let's not worry about it because you're wasting your time and energy that you need to, you know, do the thing to play, to play the show. But I mean, it was cool. It was crazy going back to back. Shout out to Davis for letting me take his car to Dance Festopia. Um, We did Greenway. That got canceled Saturday, but I did get to play my set. So that was cool. It was like in a cool, woody, (laughs) woody. That was like a Toy Story reference. I don't know if you got it, but... I just had to say it, but yeah, it was actually like, you know, and these are these moments of like mindfulness and presence that I really tried to soak up. Like the sun was shiny. It was like really hot that day and I could feel my hair getting frizzy and I was just like really hot. Everything I put on, like we had just gotten to the festival, I think a couple hours, like I think I only had two three hours in between the time that we arrived at the festival Friday afternoon and the time that my show was so normally I give myself a really big cushion for like my performances and so it was just and I definitely rolled with the punches things were great it was great and I completely like just skipped the part where I was talking about the beautiful present moment but it was just kind of rushed. So anyways, it was hot. I think that's what I started talking about. It was hot and, and sweaty, but the sun was like, it was just enough tree coverage where the sun wasn't too bright. 
and it wasn't really in my eye, but like it was just like falling down and I posted some pictures on Instagram, but it was just, it was just nice. And like, it was like maybe a little bit of breeze, but super cool. The stage was set up really neat and yeah, the production was awesome. Awesome. It was cool. They were like getting me waters. I met, met some people before my set. My friends were there. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was sad that it got canceled and it was kind of like, well, I wanted to see some some people, but you know, sometimes nature just has a different mind. So we had to surrender to that. Yeah, that was insane. It was just like rainy and I was getting like a little a little baby triggered from Bonnaroo last year when it got canceled and flooded. And it was just, it was just a lot. It's a lot emotionally. I was so glad that I played my set already because I'm just sensitive and I'm learning how to navigate my sensitivity while still figuring out how to support myself, but also being realistic because if I'm sensitive about everything, I'm just not going to be able to function. <laughs> And like, I have to be able to function because I have to take care of myself. But yeah, it was, the sheets got wet and I started crying and I was just, it's just like a feeling when you're like, all of my stuff is wet and you just start ruminating and thinking about how fucking wet everything is. And it was just, it was like lightning and thundering. That's why I got canceled. Um, and we were like on this little mountain. So it just felt, it felt like if you were listening to one of those thunderstorm sleep sounds, but you had turned the volume like all the way up where it couldn't go any higher. And I don't know, added some, some, I don't know. It was just like when the thunder was like cracking, it was just like, it feels like it's so close right now. It just, this is not relaxing at all, but all in all, we did it. We didn't really have that much wet stuff, so grateful for that. I was like, I'm so grateful for all our stuff being dry and everything being great. I was literally like cooking dinner. I don't know why I did this myself, but I was like cooking dinner with my feet just like squished in the ground with like cold water. And <laughs> like, that's probably why I got such a bad mood. But yeah, that I guess I'm going like backwards. Yeah, and then Deep Tropics was before that, which was really actually super sick. I had never been before. It's here in Tennessee. It's in Nashville. But I just think it's cool that, you know, a city like supports electronic music like so much that they host it in Bicentennial Park. It's like I'm pretty sure it was a state park. But it was like downtown. So there were buildings around it. And Deep Tropics is just so focused around sustainability and I was an earth guardian I volunteered so I got a free ticket to help pick up trash pick up any um things that needed to be thrown away we had a like bin station there were like a bunch of bin trash bin um, recycle bin compost bin all around and it was just awesome being a part of something that was doing things for good, doing this to make the earth a better place. Because I think really the whole gist of it was like out of all the trash that comes from having music festivals and things like that, most of it is recyclable and compostable. And there's actually really little amount that have to go to the landfill. So they're like, well, why not 
you know, be proactive and separate it and properly recycle all this stuff that we have and compost this that can go towards, you know, renewable resources like regeneration with the soil and so many cool things. So it was epic to be a part of that. They called them Earth Guardians. And just, yeah, the people that we were with were were awesome. It just, it made my heart so happy. And being able to do it while being at the stage where I got to see John Casey again and LS Dream and just all these artists. It was, yeah, that vibe was crazy. Like being able to like go in and like dance in the crowd, but like also pick up beer cans and water bottles. Definitely want to do it again. That's at Deep Tropics. I think if you are down for sustainability and electronic music, you would love it. They have a stage that's like bass music. So kind of like the stuff that I play. And then they also have house, which is kind of like dancey vibey. So super cool. It was a little hot, but you know, the sun doesn't look like it's going away right now. It's still there and I can still feel it. It's also like really hot in Memphis <laughs> and it's about to be October, but you know, I guess that's normal. It's always like that weird, weird. I think they call it third summer or something. <laughs> that chart is so funny, but it's crazy. Like how accurate it is. It's like, we don't have four distinct seasons. We have like just a bunch of little ones and it's just like a bunch of like the weather going back and forth, not being able to make up its mind. But yeah, I think we're not quite into fall, but we're almost there. So fingers crossed. I just, my, the thing that brings me probably the most joy is just being able to go outside on my front porch and have my cup of coffee and journal. It's just a special, a special little thing. And I love to do it. And I can't wait until there's a time with no mosquitoes and when it's not sweaty. That's really what I'm, those are the little things, y'all. But yeah, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else to update. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I launched my business, which is wild. I still have to get um, some of the legal things taken care of, but yeah, I'm so grateful y'all have y'all have purchased stuff, and I'm excited to see how it it helps and how you're able to use it to create your dreams and stuff. And yeah, I'm just so thankful that you know, I can create stuff that is helpful for other people and, and share things that have helped me because, I mean, that's really just like what I feel like we're here on earth to do, to, to share love with each other and help each other grow and help each other be better. And I am so grateful that I get to kind of step into this this role or this, I don't know. I just feel like I'm growing in confidence about my ideas and about, you know, the stuff that I do and DJing's kind of taken off. And if you have been a listener, you know, like I started this podcast before I even played my first show. And, and I really have talked about kind of the journey 
the journey that has happened during it and how I've, you know, navigated perfectionism and, and learning to not hate myself. And it's just so epic. It's crazy. Like I just, I was on the same lineup as Dead Mouse, which is like someone who's been doing electronic music for a long time. And it's really humbling and it's really like, holy shit. And yeah, I'm still processing it. And I think that's also where I've been a lot too. Like I am stepping into this new kind of confident, like excited, like fuck yeah, like part of my life. But it's also like I'm leaving behind this other part, like this part that, you know, might have had a more negative mindset or, or, and I just kind of had another epiphany. Like, it's not like I have to get that part of me out. It's not like I have to kill that part of me. It's not like that. And I've been referring to it as like this version of myself that doesn't have my best, like it, I'm grateful for the way that, you know, these, these old patterns and behaviors helped me and took care of me and kept me safe. But I, I'm kind of like, well, I don't need you moving forward because that stuff is kind of like antagonistic to where we're trying to go. Like I can't criticize myself anymore and I can't, I can't, yeah, I just can't torture myself like that anymore. And it almost feels like, you know, in those dramatic movies when they're like pulling their ankles or like they're pulling their hands and they're like, no. And it's like, you're trying to resist that pull. And that's how I feel like this, this older part of me is like, just like, like pulling me, pulling me, keeping me from, you know, getting, pushing over past the threshold. And so I've just been navigating how to, how do you let go of this part of yourself without, you know, I don't, maybe that's not the question that I'm trying to ask because it's almost like, like a grieving process because I mean, we are grieving that previous version of ourself, but how do we integrate it into our lives moving forward without letting it run things, I guess, if that makes sense. And so I've kind of been wondering how, where, where to be and all that. And I just, it's kind of like so many different emotions all at once. I think, I think we're, if you've lost someone close to you, we're all very familiar with, you know, kind of the complexity that is grief and, and just this, conjunction of all these different really heavy emotions like anger and sadness and frustration and denial and like all of these like just like trying to exist at once and it's almost like there's not enough room and so I mean I still feel like I've been going through this process definitely recently but also kind of just like 
I mean, it feels like since April almost. And I don't know if there's like an astrological also like synchronicity happening there, but I also wouldn't be surprised. Like really, honestly, like this whole freaking year has been kind of like shedding in a way because like when I think about it, I start to think like, okay, well, what what was happening in April? And that was when the Yellow Brick Road Dance Festopia contest was. And like when, when I started, you know, trying to like consciously bring that into my life, I was like very doubtful, very like, what if it doesn't happen? Like, what if, what if, you know, what if I say I am going to do it and then I don't and I fail. And like a lot of that was happening in January. And so I think I, that, that part of me that was worried about failure and, and not making it was also putting a lot of pressure on me to like, okay, well, is it going to happen? Is it going to, are you going to be right or wrong? Or are you going to look silly? Or are you going to look like you know what you're talking about? And so, like, I feel like that was kind of like just underneath the surface up until, you know, the contest. So it was just like a really weird place to be because I've been moving into this space of, you know, what if everything does work out? Like, what if, what if I have just been conditioned to be negative and think that, you know, the world's out to get me? And what if none of that's true? Like, what if, what if all of that is just, yeah, it's all a matter of, you know, how I want to see things. And so that new kind of way of being and thinking met with like my old way of being and thinking (laughs) and they are they're seemingly polar opposites and so I feel like I've been navigating that since January it's like it's like an older sibling that was like please just trust me like I know what I know what's best like we're gonna be fine and like the younger one's like how do I know I can trust you like how do I know you're not just gonna like pull the rug out from under me and and I guess energetically I've been having this like pull back and forth between myself internally as I'm moving towards this space of you know there's like a shit ton of possibilities out there and I was I'm here for a reason and really just yeah, just this whole new way of thinking. And I think I was putting a lot of pressure on, you know, the yellow brick road, like, this is it. Like, I shared before, like how I, and I'm doing manifested in air quotes, because I'm still trying to figure out my relationship to that word. Um, It's very charged. It's very buzzword right now. And I don't want to just dissuade people because, you know, they don't believe or want to hear about manifestation, but I talked about how I did that with Mimpo 
And since that was like, you know, the first kind of like conscious intentionally thing that I did, I kind of wrote it off. Like, I mean, I didn't write it off completely, but you know, my brain, my logical brain was like, well, how do we know that like correlation doesn't, isn't causation? Like, how do we really know that that's what did that or, you know, created that? So when the Yellow Brick Road thing came up, this was like, okay, well, if it happens, then we'll know. And so it's really just been this whole kind of journey of this older part of me seeing that this newer part of me is telling the truth and that there is more out there for us and that we are way more than we really know and believe about ourselves and that there is a possibility of, you know, creating, going back to that experiment, like creating a new reality for ourselves. And I think what I'm learning is that these shifts in reality are so subtle and so nuanced. When you're deep in it, it feels like these these little like things are just very like small and subtle. But having been doing this experiment for a couple of years, now I'm beginning to see, you know, comparing my life to three years ago. Like three years ago, me is not the same me right now. And I think three years ago, me, even fucking four years ago, me would be like, no way. I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. And, and I mean, literally, it's been, I mean, and I feel like it's been a bunch of baby steps over my whole life. And I think, I think change is so small and subtle and nuanced and, and yeah, just like evolution, like things, things evolve at a slow pace because things, it's like dominoes, like, I mean, they're kind of fast, but if you zoom out, like it kind of looks slow a little and I don't really know where I was going with this, but yeah. Okay. So going back to this, this battle, this inner battle between, you know, this, this part of me operating from fear and wanting security, needing security, almost just like, just a very like scarcity based thinking. And this newer part of me that's emerging that believes in possibilities and believes in this, you know, infinite, abundant playground that exists and having to kind of let go of that fear, fear fear-based, you know, mindset. And 
going back to the grief thing, it's just been really fucking hard. I think, I think it's been so, it's been conscious to me, but it's, there's still a lot of it that's happening under the surface that I'm not just like always 24 seven aware of. Cause I mean, it's like, I still have to live my life. I still have to show up in my life and take care of things and, and go play shows. And it's like, I, I'm, I've just been having all these really complicated existential emotions and this year has just been a lot energetically and I'm feeling like I'm making peace with the fact that I no longer need this part of me I'm just still also feeling the pain of newness and growing and uncertainty and so it's just like this is a wild fucking surfboard to ride honestly and it's it's just been a lot but I'm also like grateful because there's been so much that's shifted for good and I think a lot of that is related to the way I relate to myself and the way that I believe in you know what I deserve and what I'm worth and so many so many good things that come from this shift and this growth so again it's just like that weird complicated situation of grief and Maybe that is going back to that whole thing of like, you know, being really in it and then dipping. Like, maybe it's just like processing all of this is hard and just like moving through this is hard. And, you know, it's a lot easier to kind of retreat and and go back to where it's safe and where it's comfortable and where I don't have to expend all this energy processing all these emotions <laughs> but I did let myself take take some time to rest and I was on my period and so I've really been tuning into you know the energy of my cycles and and all the different hormone levels that are happening throughout the month and really just giving myself that rest and and redefining what rest means and like what what it means to allow yourself to give yourself permission to, you know, rest and just be and just exist. And so that's been really helpful for all this because I think like at the end of the day, like, yeah, this is, this transition is hard and heavy and it's energetically taxing and, and I'm going to be tired and I'm going to be like, having used all the energy I could to like process and carry and, integrate all this but because I do give myself that space to rest and to just be I'm able to show up and like today I did a live and I've been posting more going kind of full circle like to the beginning like I've just been I've been letting myself be seen more and it's just really, it's really epic to kind of witness within myself and 
it's like I know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I think I'm just kind of like in the tunnel right now still. And there are a lot of changes that are coming up in my life. And I'm reminding myself to be open to the possibilities and think about like what it feels like when it works out and just trying to shift into this mindset trying to like I know the the mindset of scarcity is trying to protect me like if we even just think about like evolutionarily like what's happening like like uncertainty is danger and and you know our animal nature does not want us to be in danger. It wants us to be safe and safety is, you know, where things are comfortable and where where our logical brains can map out certainty and, and all of that stuff. So it's like I understand intellectually what's going on, but trying to make sense of it spiritually, emotionally, whatever, like that is another thing. And I think... I know I know it's all happening the way it's supposed to and that I'm on my own timeline and that things are going to work out. I'm just yeah, still still figuring out how to like let go while also giving compassion and grace. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's what's been up. I'm just kind of relaxing and recouping from, from going ham at the festies. It's been a lot. Yeah. Okay. So I've done goddess awakening. Um, that's one, two. Oh, we also did electric forest. That's three. Wait, one, two, three. Deep tropics, greenway. Dance Vesopia. Okay, Wakan makes seven. Wait, I could have sworn I did more. Do I count Music Fest? I don't know. I don't know if I would count that. Because it was only... I mean, I guess I was there for two days, but... That was so bizarre. <laughs> I literally went to go see Megan Thee Stallion. I guess it counts. But yeah. I've never done that many festivals in a year, so I think I'm just, like, tired, and I think my soul's tired, and I think whether my brain wants to give me credit for it or not, I've done a lot this year, and I've done a hell of a lot more than I did last year, and so I think my body is just, my body's ready, but it's also, like, still trying to play catch up. I'm also 29, so not that that's old, but things are changing. So I think I just have to keep taking care of myself and my body and, and condition myself for, for the festies because they're great. And I love festivals. Otherwise I wouldn't do them. It's just, it's a lot like putting your stuff in boxes and then like going somewhere else and like setting up your house and then taking it down. So it's just, it's just a lot of energy, but I guess like you know, if that's, if those are the problems I'm having, then I'm very blessed and I wouldn't, wouldn't take that away for anything. But yeah, I'm getting ready to go to a con next week. It's going to be the last one. 
I'm also hosting a workshop on Sunday, the Sunday before. Um, I don't know. If, I mean, maybe I'll post. I can try to post this episode tomorrow. But if you want to join the workshop that Sunday and you can purchase it, I'll just put the link in my show notes. But yeah, we're talking about how to kind of transcend this mindset of not feeling like you're an artist and how to kind of reframe your way of thinking so that you believe in yourself and you believe that you are creative and all that stuff. So like I said, I'll put the link in the comments and I'm so grateful that I came to talk even if it was only for a little bit, even though 45 minutes is kind of a lot of bit, but I just wanted to give you all an update and don't forget I am on TikTok. My voice is like, whoa, we haven't talked for this long. Well, I've talked for a lot today, actually. Um, but yeah, my my throat's like, can we get a break? I'm on TikTok at Madeline Holdford, M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E-H-O-L-D-F-O-R-D. And that's in the show notes as well. You know where to find me on Insta. And yeah, thanks so much. I love you all so much. You've been listening to Embrace the Madness and we will see you later. Bye.